Hi, folks. This is Brad Bright, and this is the God is the Issue podcast, where we seek to show how God is the issue in every issue. Now, today I have a very special guest with me, and her name is Kathy Bright. Yes, she is my wife. She's been my wife for 31 years now. In fact, she is my very first wife. <laughs> I know you wanted to know that. <laughs> His only wife. Thank you very much. My only wife. First and only. There we go. But uh, it's so, so fun to have you on here. This is the second time we've done a podcast together. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Hmm. She always makes it a lot more fun when we do things together. So today's topic is Halloween. That's one of those topics that within the body of Christ can really create some real controversy, some real deep feelings. Um, so we're going to try to get, jump into this, you know, ask the question, is it simply make-believe or is it darkness personified or is it somewhere in between? You know, but here's, here's the question I want to ask. Is Halloween a problem to be avoided or is it an opportunity for the gospel? That is, it is, is it an opportunity to be light in the darkness? I, w I think they might know what we're going to say. You think? I do, but... Maybe we'll say God is the issue. Wait with bated breath. <laughs> well, as we get started, we want to talk about what Christians should and should not do. Mm. You, you know, Scripture is very, very clear that followers of Jesus should not be involved in the occult, in pagan practices, in idolatry, in witchcraft, or anything like that. Uh, Revelation 21.8 says, But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol, worshiper, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Ouch. That's very scary. And there is no way we would want to encourage anyone to do anything that crosses over those lines. So please hear us. We know that there are a lot of believers that think that we should steer clear of Halloween. Totally. And I understand that. And yet there are others that say, no, we need to embrace it. And so we are going to talk about where do you draw that line. Now in 1 Corinthians 10.31, Paul wrote this. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And then he ended that paragraph with these words. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. Folks, that is our guiding principle when we approach Halloween. We want to do everything for the glory of God and so that others may be saved. Yeah, in, in Acts 17, many of you know, know the story. Paul was in Athens. And as he walked around the city, he saw these idols on, you know, on every street corner. And in his spirit, he was deeply grieved, deeply, deeply distressed. And what this one idol he walked by was, was, was labeled to the unknown God. So the question is, is what did Paul do with that? He was distressed in his spirit. What did he do? Well, he said he did what was best for others so that others could be saved. And so he went before the Areopagus, which was really the ruling philosophical body in Athens. And he started talking about who Jesus is, starting with this unknown God. You, you, you say you don't know who he is. Let me tell you who he is. You see, Paul was always looking for opportunities for the gospel 
in order to bring God greater glory. That's right. And Jesus did the same thing. Mm -hmm. He modeled for us what that looked like. As a matter of fact, he irritated a lot of the religious leaders because of that. If you look at Luke 19, 1 through 10, it tells a story of Jesus interacting with Zacchaeus. Now, Brad loves this little song. You know, when I was in Sunday school, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. I, to this day, I have not forgotten that song. It's just a fun song. It comes up every time. <laughs> but the, the reality is that Zacchaeus was a very short man, and he couldn't see over the crowd of people who had lined the streets to see Jesus, and he was very curious. He wanted to see Jesus. So he climbs up in a tree, just so he could see him. He had no intention of interacting with Jesus. But Jesus had every intention of interacting with Zacchaeus. And so he stopped in front of the tree and he looks up and he said, Zacchaeus, come on down here. I'm going to have dinner with you tonight. Well, the religious leaders about had a conniption fit. They couldn't believe that Jesus was going to eat with the tax collector who was a sinner of sinners. And not only was he a tax collector, but the chief tax collector. He was the one person you would not interact with. He was one organizing all the sinners to sin. <laughs> yes. And so why in the world would Jesus not only have dinner with him, but go into his house and sit with all the other people who were sinners? But Jesus did it. Why? Because Jesus knew Zacchaeus needed the love of God. He needed the message that Jesus brought. And so he went into the darkness so he could shine the light. As Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That was Jesus' purpose in coming. And frankly, folks, we're included in that. Not just Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, but we are too. You know, Jesus and Paul did not condemn ignorant sinners for their behavior. Instead, they were always seeking opportunities to advance the kingdom of God. Paul never told pagans to change their behavior. He always told them to change their God. You know, I can remember when our kids were young, we had moved to a new city, and we were looking for a new church home. And I remember this one church we went to, it was, it was the week, it was a Sunday after Easter, and the pastor got up in the pulpit and, I mean, he was excited. He said, you know, last week when I came into church, I heard all these people cussing and swearing, and then there were people who were smoking, and he said, I started getting excited. I mean, how many pastors do you hear say, I started getting excited when they, they said, I heard people cussing and smoking and swearing? He said, I started getting excited. Here's why. Because I knew there would be people in the audience that day who needed to hear about the love of Jesus. You see, that for me was like one of those aha moments I went, Oh, oh, yeah, that's what Jesus would have done too. Exactly. And actually, that was the Sunday we decided to make that church yeah. our church home. We did for many because years. Because we knew that that was a place we needed to be and a place we could bring people who could see the love of Jesus authentically. And I want to tell you a story that regarding Halloween really changed my view of how to be light in the darkness when it comes to Halloween. A young woman told me that one Halloween, she was about 13 years old, and she went out trick-or-treating with a bunch of her girlfriends. 
And she said they would go house to house, and after each house, they would leave the door and go down to the edge of the lawn, and they would look in their bag and see what they got. And so they went to one home, knocked on the door. A wonderful woman smiled and gave them each some stuff and then closed the door. Girls went down to the edge of the yard to see what they got. They opened up their bags, and when they looked in, they saw a booklet. And as they picked up the book look and looked at it, they realized that it was going to, it was talking about Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus. And all of her friends laughed and mocked that old woman, they called her, who gave them this silly booklet and they threw it on the lawn. But this young woman said for some reason, she just couldn't throw it away. And so she put it back in her bag. And that night... All alone, on her bed, she dumped out the bag of goodies that she had received, and there on the top was this booklet. And she said, for some reason, I picked it up, and I just started reading it. And by the end, she was in tears, because she realized she wanted a relationship with Jesus, like was explained in that booklet. And so at the end, she prayed and accepted Jesus into her life, because a dear woman who gave a booklet at Halloween. I mean, it's a phenomenal story, and, and I'm sure there are many other stories out there like it. But let me just give a word of caution right now to a specific group of people, and that is to those of you who have come out of the occult or who are, who are tangential to it in, in some way, shape, or form, for whom that has a, has a pull on you that it doesn't have on the rest of us. I strongly encourage you to stay away. Stay away from it. Don't tempt yourself. I would never encourage an alcoholic to go to a bar. I would never encourage you to be in any wise, shape, or form involved with Halloween. Now then, for those of you who are parents parents of kids who are still at home, I would encourage you to ask two questions. First of all, will your involvement in Halloween, will that in any wise mislead your kids? As a parent, you have an awesome responsibility to shepherd these young children in the fear of the Lord. If it it will mislead them in any way, you don't want to go there. However, here's the other question you you really, I, I would encourage you to ask. If you do get involved, if that is, if you're at home, you'll open the door when kids knock on the door, give them candy and a, and a, and a gospel track to go with it. Will it teach your kids to help look for opportunities to be salt and light? Will that model for them how to view a lot of these cultural issues that, yes, we don't want to be tainted by, but many times are great opportunities for the gospel to go forward? So as you, as you think about Halloween, ask those two questions. Will it mislead them in any way, or can I help, help shepherd and guide them? Secondly, if we do engage, will it teach them how to look for opportunities to engage us all in life? Exactly. And one of the key things Brad said is communication. You need to be talking with your children and talking with them about Halloween. You cannot live in a bubble and pretend Halloween does not exist. They will hear about it. Even at a Christian school, even if you homeschool, they'll hear about it from the neighbors. When you drive around your neighborhood and you see all of the decorations They're going to be exposed to Halloween. And so communicating with your children is critical. Critical. And I want to tell you that in the month of October, um, we will 
in our newsletter each week, we send out questions that you could talk about, family table talk questions, we call them. And it talks about an attribute of God. In October, we talk about the power of God. And we will weave questions in that talk about Halloween and the powers that we see in Halloween versus the power of God. So brightmedia.org, sign up for the newsletter and you'll get those tabletop questions so you can be talking with your kids about Halloween all October and the power of God to overcome. So that being said, if you are going to open your door, if you know that we can do this. It'll be a great example for our children. Or if you're an empty nester and you can do this, what do you do? One, I encourage you to decorate the outside of your home so it is very inviting. You do not have to have spooky things, ghosts, spiders, goblins, um, evil carved pumpkins. You can have a smiley pumpkin if you want, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be just very warm harvest theme. I, I, I want to put a scarecrow out there. Not a scary <laughs> scarecrow, a, a, a very nice smiling scarecrow. A happy scarecrow. But So we are going to do that for Brad. And um, we'll probably put luminaries up our driveway and um, just decorate in fun harvest, but make it very warm very inviting. And then when they come to your door, what do you do? So we have a few ideas of things that you can do. One of the things that we do um, is that we have a little gospel track, The Four Keys for Kids. At brightmedia.org, you can find that, The Four Keys for Kids in English or in Spanish. I that, think that's brightmedia.org, not org. Or. Org with a G. G. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think we're going to give a, a, a picture of both of those up there so that you can see them. It, they, it is a great little booklet to weave the character of God into the gospel message. It talks about that God is love and he loves you and he loves them. And it goes through each uh, part of the message, the four key things that they need to know and talks about who God is, because let's face it, a lot of people, kids don't even know who Jesus is, let alone who God is. So it weaves the two together. And you can get it either in English or Spanish. Yes. Four keys for kids are cuatro llaves para niños. Yes. So either one, whatever is best for the area in which you live. So we take a gospel presentation, put it in a little orange bag. We just got a hundred of them for $8. So they aren't that expensive. And then we put a couple pieces of candy. I want to encourage you to be generous with the candy. You don't want to put a gospel track in there and be then really skimpy on the candy. And so um, we usually put a couple candy bars in with ours. And then I created just a little tag to go on there um, and give it to the kids as they come. Here's the general principle. Give them what they need. I mean, give them what they want so you can give them what they need. That's right. And that's what we're doing here. And um, we have lots of other ideas. I'll give you one other idea that a friend of ours has done that's been very just effective and that the kids loved is she created little bags of popcorn and then she put a card that has a QR code. I think it's a QR code. Yes. Mm -hmm. To a Jesus film app. 
The Jesus Film is a film about the life of Jesus that was produced by Campus Crusade for Christ or Crew here in America, in the United States. And they have one that they have created especially for children. And so they put that in there and a little note that said, enjoy movie and a popcorn and popcorn. And, and actually, I enjoy the Jesus Film for children even more than the adult version. Just tell him. I think we both do. It's a lot of fun. And so she said, enjoy movie and a popcorn and popcorn. And so they can go scan it in and watch the Jesus film for children, which is wonderful. Although I would add, I would still encourage you to put a copy of the four keys for kids in there as well, because oftentimes they may not click on the movie or do the movie and they have the book right there in front of them. And like that young girl I told you about earlier, they may just pick it up and start reading right away and accept Jesus. And then they'll probably go watch the movie because now they want to know more about the Jesus that they just accepted into their heart. So we encourage you to do both. On our website, we'll have a PDF on our resources page that you can download for free. They have all these ideas and where you can go to get the various resources that you need. And I'll also have a PDF of the tags that I created that we use, and you can download that and print those for free. Um, so those are just a few ideas. There'll be a couple other ideas as well that we have. And then um, if you are a family with children where you just aren't comfortable right now engaging with the whole Halloween thing in your neighborhood, we totally get that. Um, but a safe way to do something, to begin interacting with them about uh you know, how to make Halloween a thing that's fun, but also has spiritual significance, is a lot of churches do trunk or treats, where in their parking lot, people come, park, open up the trunk, put out some chairs, and kids come trick-or-treating um, car to car. It's a lot safer way to do it, and a lot of times, even people in the neighborhood who don't go to church, they'll come there because it feels like a safer place for the kids um, to do trick-or-treating and encourage your church to give out the four keys for kids to everyone that goes there. And who knows, your child may not have made that decision to accept Jesus. And that may be the night that they decide that they want to accept Jesus. Talk so, about light out of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, there are so many great ways to turn Halloween into something that has eternal significance. Mm. And I want to encourage you. Um, oh, I want to show you what, what we've done here. I've made a little basket. Ours is much bigger on Halloween, but this is what they look like. These are the little orange bags and I have a little four keys in there. I think I might do a video short that just shows how to quickly roll it all up. It may seem um, easy, but some people aren't very crafty and they go, there's no way. It's pretty easy. I'll show you how to do it. Candy is in there and then hey, the little folks, tag. Even I can do it. So if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> so it's very fun. But I tell you what, I have some friends who are not crafty and they are overwhelmed. And so they go, Kathy, there's no way I could do that. Could I just, could I just staple a candy bar to the four keys? And I'm like, yes, do whatever it takes. Don't be, don't feel like if you're not crafty or not creative, you can't do it. You can just do what God has gifted you to do and um, be light in the darkness. 
And by the way, folks, if you do want to order the four keys for kids or the cuatro llaves para niños, please allow seven days for shipping. Uh, we, we ship it uh, at, at the best rate possible, uh, but that means it, it goes a lot slower as well. Yes, yeah, so this does take some planning, and so that's why I know it's September, but we're doing this now so it gives you time um, for the, through the month of October to order the four keys and to, to do the bags. And, and I'd encourage you not to wait till the last night to do them. Maybe do a few over, you know, the last week or so putting the, the bags together. Oh, and get your children to help you do it. Exactly. We do a, um, a little assembly line with the kids and uh, encourage them. Pray Every time you put a candy bar in there, pray for the child that's going to get this bag. It is a great way to involve the children and the grandchildren. A lot of you are grandparents, but you you are very active in your grandchild's life, or you may be even raising your grandchild. Bring them into this process, but give give time to get it all together. Well, that kind of brings us to the end. Kathy, thank you for joining me today, and all of you all out there, thank you for joining with us. And remember, God is the issue in every issue, including Halloween. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love it if you'd like it, share it, subscribe to it, or follow it. It would help us get the message out. Thanks much.